Good evening, good evening, everyone. This is Minister J.C. Yarday, and I greet you in the blessed name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May his grace and his mercy rest and abide in our lives today. It is Thursday. Some of us may have tomorrow off, but a lot of us have to work tomorrow, but tomorrow is Good Friday. God bless each and every one of you. Uh, this has been a holy week. I hope you had a blessed week so far. We have Minister Tony in the house. He's going to bring you a good word. You know, let's just enjoy the rest of this day. Today has been an awesome day. How you doing, Minister Tony? All is well, brother. We in the house. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, Minister Tony is going to have an awesome word for you. Now, um, Minister Tony, I had... Um, uh, a, a person on uh, Twitch who um, obviously they were new to what we were doing and they kept on asking a bunch of questions and so during the um, state of your faith devotional I kind of let the uh, uh, proverbial cat out of the bag and I did uh, make the soft announcement that we are currently working on um, being uh, on, on broadcasting live on Firestick and um, Roku and all those other stations. <laughs> well, well, let's keep it soft, Minister Jason, so we can do it grandiose. <laughs> just in just in oh. passing, um, but it, it, it um, but. Let's, uh, uh, how should I put this? Let's, hey, uh, Miss Cruz, good, is, good morning. Yep, I feel like that too. It's been a long day, but it's been a good day. Good evening to you, uh, uh, Miss Cruz. Hey guys, we have an um, awesome, we have an awesome message um, from Minister Tony. Uh, he's going to do something great. Uh, I really don't have any announcements for today, so we're going to go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. I want to turn it over to Minister Tony because today's topic is what to watch for, what to watch for, and um, he's going to enlighten you and, and bring this message from on high. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we lift up the man of the hour, Minister Tony. Be with him, Heavenly Father. Let your word flow from on high through him to these your people, Heavenly Father. Let this word go forth and do all that you command it to do. And Lord, we ask that you command this word to encourage, inspire, motivate, and empower these your people, Heavenly Father. We thank you for this word because we know it will not return to you void. Now our prayer is, Heavenly Father, that Minister Tony speaks your truth and your truth alone, not adding anything to it nor taking anything away from it, but delivering as you have given it to him. We thank you for this man of God to bring your word, Holy Father. Bless him with your word, Holy Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And welcome to GPS again, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm excited about today um, because this is the last installment in the I Own It series. And I'm not excited because it's the last installment, but I'm excited because it's taking us somewhere else. So again, if you haven't had an opportunity to um, get into the series, if this is your first time joining us, please go to our YouTube page, um, Rising Hope Ministries, Empowering Your Faith, and um, go back through the I Own It series and catch up and just see um, exactly what we're talking about here, because everything that 
you desire is already locked on the inside of you. And what this series is teaching you is how to unlock so you can see those manifestations in your life. Now, for everybody wondering why some things are not working out in their life, they're saying, well, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I, I can't figure out why it's not working and this, that, and the third. Let me open up with this. Um, the principles are not the problem, ladies and gentlemen. The principles are not the problem. It is the application of the principles that can be fruitful or problematic. What do I mean by that? Well, uh, what is governing the principles? Because the principles just can't be alone. You see what I'm saying? The principles have something that go along with them. The principles actually go along with something else. They're a plus one, if you will. If you were trying to go out, you know, to a date, a restaurant, or something like that, and they say, well, how many days? They say, well, it's, uh, it's plus one or whatever. So the principles are more like a plus one. They're, they're, they're invited to the party, but they don't come along. And if you use that plus one as itself, then this is where you run into the problem at. Now, application simply means getting the expected results from the knowledge that you've obtained. So, okay, here we go. Where are you going to get your knowledge from uh, about these principles? Where, where are you getting your information from for these principles that you're trying to use in your life? Are they coming from self-help books? Are they coming from how to do it? You know, are you are they coming from this works for me workshops? Um, where 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 exactly are you getting your information from, from that you're trying to apply to your life to get uh, positive results, to be successful, to to get the things that your heart desires? <clears throat> your your relationship, ladies and gentlemen, your relationship, not not my relationship or. Jody's relationship or Karen's relationship, your relationship with God is what's going to allow you to exploit, if you will, these principles. It's going to make them open so when you use them, you will use them properly because you are using them with the help in which the principles come from. See, when you're learning from God, that means you're studying his word. You allow him to speak to you. Um, you're, you're praying in accordance to that word, that thing that you're believing for. And he's leading you in a direction of opportunity. So when you apply these principles, they become fruitful and not problematic. See, this is what I mean. Now, a lot of us who are asking these questions of why this won't work and that won't work, well, the problem is you're detaching the principles from the source. So so this is uh, just the, what the I Own It series has been about. And it also leads us into the day because just like there are people who detach the principles from the source, there are people who are using these principles attached to the source. And they're already seeing fruit in the life of the vision in which God placed before them. And they're beginning to see things happening and and it's going great. It's going well. Your only problem is <laughs> you may get a little too excited because God is so awesome. And somebody says, that sounds crazy. Well, hear me out here. 
I'm not saying that to be excited about what God is doing in your life. I'm telling you, don't be so wide open that you don't recognize that there's an enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, which is why this title is called What to Watch For. See, one thing we must do is must not fail to do when getting God results. I mean, getting God results are not good results. There is a difference. We can't get good results just operating in the principles. What we want is God results, which are exceptional over and above. And what we must not fail to do in our lives is get our results from the application is, is remaining aware. When, when we go along sometimes, things can be going so well that, that we take our focus off. And so when things happen, when the one bad thing happens in our lives, it's like, oh, yeah, you probably said it. I know you said it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know the word I was getting ready to use. Oh, you didn't know that was going to come because you you were so, so, so full and so excited about all the good things that you weren't expecting any bad things to happen. And what I don't want to happen is you see that one bad thing and forget that that same God that was producing, helping you to produce that good fruit is still with you. It's not him that's presenting that to you. Again, there's an enemy who comes to kill, some of destroy. So he'll, he'll leave you alone for a little while. He won't bother you. He'll try to figure out another scheme and none of them are new. He'll just put a twist on it and they'll give you a new, you know, present something new that you can get in your mind and kind of think about as opposed to God's word, but it's all the same across the board. So, so, so what, what God wants you to do is watch. <laughs> and today I'm going to tell you what to watch for. So, again, being watchful means being aware. And that's what we want you to do um, while you're walking towards this vision because everything that you run into is not going to be pleasant. And when you run into it, I want you to recognize. That's what awareness does. It allows you to recognize, okay, that's not God. I probably need to go to God and see what I need to do concerning this situation so I can continue to go forward because he's brought me too far, as they used to say. He's brought me too far to leave me here. And you got to know that that's the truth, that God won't bring you that far just to drop you off. So you want to be aware. Now, let's look at 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 in the New Living Translation. And we kind of dropped off here um, in our last teaching. Now, verse 3 says, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. Now, a, a, a lot of y'all might look at this like that. That don't make sense. But how am I a human? I don't wage war like a human. Well, because when you get in Christ, when you make Jesus your Lord and Savior, right? Your spirit, man, is made new. Man is we are we are tripart beings. Spirit, <clears throat> soul, and body. So your spirit, which is your true man, that is what changes because we were born with the nature of sin. So in order to get rid of that sin nature, we have to receive and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Now that doesn't immediately change our behavior, which is a problem for a lot of Christians. They think that I get saved and I'm cool. Well, no, because if you're not renewing your mind to the word of God and to the things of the kingdom, then 
you're going to be subject to continuing those same habits, continuing those same ways, and you're going to wonder, well, God, what happened? No, God's asking you what happened because you had the faith to believe in his son and receive his son, and you don't even believe now at this point that your spirit is made new in him. So you're not operating in the fullness. In the fullness, again, you own it. This is the I own a series. You own a new spirit. You see what I'm saying? Christ is inside of you. So, so yes, you are human, but now at this point in Christ, you don't wage war as normal humans do. Verse 4 says, use God's mighty weapons. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning. There's that word reasoning because humans always want a reason other than God for the good things that are happening in your life. They want your 10-step plan. They want the book you looked at. They want to know what video you watched. They want to know what seminar you went to. But no, he said he says to knock down the stronghold of human reason as well. If I'm reading this correctly, human reasoning is a stronghold. Why would you think that's a stronghold? Well, if you're allowing the reasoning of man to come into play with God's word, then, then you're now battling and you're double-minded. And the word of God says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So, so that is a stronghold because that, that halt between two opinions is holding you up from going forward in the word of God, man. Now, now, now it says, and to destroy false arguments. Well, you got to believe that when you begin to operate in such a fashion that some, I know some of you are right now, you're seeing this firsthand, so you, you're shaking your head. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Keep going, sir. So I'm going to keep going. It says to destroy false arguments. A lot of you are having people chatter behind your back, and it's coming back to you. People are saying things to your boss that are not true. People are telling your, your wives and your husband things that are not true. They're, they're telling friends about you that are not true. They're... they're trying to put together a reason for your success outside of God being that reason for your success. Now, verse 5 says, We destroy every proud obstacle, every proud obstacle, every proud obstacle. What is, what is a proud obstacle? I don't understand it. Obstacle is one thing, but that word proud in front of it, it, it makes it something else, doesn't it? Absolutely, it does. And proud comes from the word pride, which means you're, you're now trying to make big yourself, which now you become the obstacle. Your, your line of reasoning, your human reasoning becomes an obstacle because now you're making that thing bigger than the actual source of your success. So it says we destroy every kind of obstacle that keeps people from what? Knowing God. Now, my pastor did a sermon um, about two weeks ago, and he said there's a difference between the knowledge of God and actually knowing God. Again, I think I expressed to you uh, the other day about people knowing this Bible word for word, but their life is not an example of that because all they did was just get some knowledge so they can have some nice Christian conversations, but they live a hellacious life. 
And, and that's not what God wants for you. He wants to get into relationship with you. He wants you to get into relationship with him, but you have to want to do that. He can't force that on you. That is something that you're going to have to decide to do. Now, all of this is important for the what the watch for today because we're going to show you what the watch for and how to actually combat these things. And so it says we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So what you also see here in these verses of scripture is that us as Christians are supposed to be example to examples to the average human, the average human being the one who is not in Christ. So no matter what our situation looks like, we understand and know where our help comes from and we trust God in all of those things because we know he is the one who, again, who has brought us to these places. And when these obstacles come up and they look like they're going to take us out, somehow we come through. And these people are watching us. They're watching you. They're watching me. They're watching Minister JC. And they're saying, well, I don't understand. That was supposed to be the end. That was supposed to take them out. Sir, please tell me the real reason because I know you didn't get that from just any book. And they will be absolutely right. There's only one book that can get you through these times, these times of the pandemic, these these. These times of the social injustice, these times of the race wars, these these times of the lack and the poverty and the hate, all of these things that may attack our neighborhoods and our families and our lives, it's going to be the word of God. But it's going to take Christians who are bold in their faith to move in the direction of which God has already showed them, to move in the direction of which he's already taken them. So, again, we can capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. He didn't say go preach down the throat and all the knowledge that you got, give them all the scriptures and you get them stuff out of context and don't hardly know what you're talking about. You just repeating stuff and now they don't want to come to church. They don't like God. That don't make sense and it don't even make sense to you when you repeat it. No. Your life is to be an example. Your life is to be an example. That That is what teaches people how to follow and walk with Christ. So when they come in, they look at you for that example. You are that big brother. You are that big sister now at that point who can help them and minister to them as they go through their tribulations and they walk in their vision for God. Now, <clears throat> Ephesians 6, 10 through 17, the New Living Translation, this, this gives us an idea here now of what God means when he says our our weapons are not like those that the regular humans use because we're not fighting against the humans, we're fighting against the principles that the human use. You understand what I'm saying? We're fighting against those things in which they hold higher than the word of God. And the only way to fight one word is with what we right here. A final word, Paul says, <laughs> be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So this is the first thing you have to do. You have to have spent enough time with him that, that you're going to take that leap of faith, as they say, and you're going to go forward. You, you already have that belief, and now you're letting your faith operate. And as your faith is operating, you're beginning to move forward because 
you're strong in the Lord and his mighty power, not your own ability. So verse 11 says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand what? Firm. Firm meaning you won't be moved, you won't be shaken, you will not be disturbed because you are firm in the Lord and his armor. Firm against what? All the strategies of the devil. What to watch for? Or should I say who to watch for? Because there he is right there in the scripture. Paul puts him in the scripture. He tells you to stand firm against all the strategies. What are strategies? The little principles and ideas that, that, that men put together and they eliminate the word of God. They eliminate all God altogether. They claim themselves God. They claim their money God. They, they claim this, that, and the third God. But they, but they never actually claim the living God. And these strategies of the devil. Now let's go forward here and a little bit more. Now verse 12 says this, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Here we go. This is what I was saying. It's not. I'm not getting ready to go, you know, punch somebody in the eye. Thought about it a couple times. Some people just get on the nerve. You got to learn to walk off. You got to be strong and firm in the Lord because every now and then a joke or two will will make you want to go upside that head real quick. But we can't go back to the old man. We got to stay in the new man. You know, we got to know that our spirit is now renewed and born again in Christ. So, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world. And against evil spirits, evil spirits, and against evil spirits, and the next <laughs> place. <laughs> Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy. We know his name from a few seconds ago, the devil. To resist the enemy in the time of evil. So, so again, here we see that that God already has a plan prepared for us because He knows that He knows that the enemy is coming. He just needs you to stay aware. He needs you to be alert. He needs you to be on guard because He knows that there's going to be a time coming where where the enemy is going to jump out the bushes. And it's not going to be like the book of man. It's going to be very subtle. It's going to be very, very, very minute. And it's going to be just enough to get you to look at it. And if you don't identify it uh, fast enough, it has the ability to take you off just a degree from God's word. And what happens if you go off just a degree? Well, if you keep going off a degree, you're going to be in a whole other place before you know it because... You're now not on track, so you have to get back on track and not be moved or not be fooled by these things that the enemy is trying to present to you. It says, then, after the battle, you will be standing firm. Now, let's go. Here's where it gets good. <clears throat> Stand your ground. We just talked about being firm. Stand your ground. Somebody say, I'm going to stand my ground. I can hear you right there. Somebody say, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to stand my ground. 
putting on the belt of truth and body of armor of God's righteousness. So we see here the first thing that we need is truth and righteousness. So you need to know the truth about whatever situation and circumstance that you're going through or whatever thing, everything comes up. Again, I know a lot of you are experienced are experiencing God's goodness, and I mean outside of you waking up and, you know, having your limbs and all of that, these things that are part of your vision are showing up in your life, whether you're having favor on your job or at the gas pump, these things in God's vision are showing up at you in your life, so you got to know that there's an enemy on the loose now, and he wants to take you away from that, he wants to try to rob you of that, and the only way that he can rob you of that is if you don't know the truth, so you got to know the truth first, you got to know the truth, and you got to know that you are the righteousness of God, if, if you don't feel like <laughs> you're the righteousness of God, and you don't know that you're the righteousness of God, we'll, we'll, we need to get back in the Word a little bit and find out every scripture that it says that you are the righteousness of God because in Christ you are righteous, not because you did something right, not because you, you did five hallelujahs or whatever, but because you made the decision to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and he was righteous. God considers you righteous. So now, in verse 15, it goes on to say, for shoes, here's what you ain't talking about, standing firm, not being moved, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from God Excuse me, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Now, now you said, what is peace going to do? Let me explain something to you. Peace is your most valuable asset. <laughs> and if it costs you your peace, anything, anything, anything that costs you your peace, ladies and gentlemen, is too expensive. If you're not at peace, that means you are in worry, you are in doubt, you are in fear. And what will the enemy do in those times? He will come in and play you like a grand piano and have you singing all types of songs you ain't even know. You'll be back on the Snoop Doggy Dog Doggy Style album, the explicit version. You understand what I'm saying? Because you allow so many things to come in and interrupt and disturb your peace. So, so your peace is what's going to keep you planted. It's going to keep you rooted. Jesus says, my peace I give unto you. My peace. This is the peace you need. That, that peace that's already on the inside of you. That peace that you already own. But what do you have to do? You have to access it. You have to know that it's there so you can get it and continue to keep it. Because that is what's going to keep you rooted and again it's that peace that comes from the good news what is the good news the good news is about jesus christ the guy who came and and walked this earth so that we could be saved he was hung on the cross he was beaten with a cat of nine tails i mean jesus christ this this is the man this is the good news that we spread about so so your peace comes from somebody else thinking so much about you so you can live a full life in this world. And it is your duty and your due diligence to tell people that good news. But if you don't have any peace, well, then you need to go back and study the good news because that good news will give you peace because you understand now what exactly it was that Jesus Christ did for you. Now let's go to 15. 
um, verse 16, excuse me. It says, in addition, something else you got to do. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith. <laughs> hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. And so apparently the devil is going to be shooting at you constantly and randomly. So, so you're going to have some instances where they're going to be rapid fire. You're going to have some instances where you're walking in this goodness. You're experiencing all these blessings. You even got some overflow in your life. And all of a sudden, like Jamie Foxx used to say, there's the devil randomly with these fire words. Now, is your faith going to allow you to keep going in God's way? Or are you going to let those fiery darts take away and burn down everything that God built for you? That's something that you're going to have to decide. The only way to make a sound decision in that and to operate in that faith, to hold that shell up, is to get in tune with God. Turn his radio station on. Turn him up. Turn him up so you can hear him when he's talking to you because he's going to speak to you in these moments. When you hold that shit of faith and you say, no, I won't be moved, devil. No, no, not today, Satan. I will not be moved. No, 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 no. That is when God is going to show up the most because he sees his child in me. He already knew this time was coming and you made a decision to call on him when you could have called on anything and anybody else. But because you know he is your Lord and Savior, you hold up your shield of faith, and it does what stops the fiery arrows of the devil. Now, verse 17, put on salvation as your helmet. Mmm, mmm, this is interesting here. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, now, put on salvation as your helmet. Uh, why do you need to understand about your salvation and, and, and let that be your helmet? Well, first of all, salvation is your, your, your freedom again in Christ, your freedom in Christ, your, your, your liberty in Christ. Not to go out there and act foolish and do stupid stuff, but it's you knowing that because of what he's done, your spirit is now made new and you have been set free from that sin nature. And so all the things that you don't like about yourself, that you look in the mirror and say, yeah, I need to work on that. You, you've operated in faith and you've seen God start to change those things and give you new want-tos and desires, right? But, but where does that come from? Why is that a helmet? Because well, these things come from your thought process, ladies and gentlemen. So your salvation has to be a helmet. You have to constantly renew your mind. You have to watch what you're watching. You have to pay attention to what you're listening to. You have to be careful of what comes out of your mouth because that is what births things into the earth. I don't know why people get this idea that that. It don't matter what I say. I say what I want. That's that's why you're broke in the first place. Yeah, I said it. That's why you're broke in the first place. Because you get up in the morning talking about, Lord, I ain't got no money. I'm broke as the Ten Commandments. Moses dropped my sign. Now, I, I, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just waiting on God to bless me. That's your problem. You waiting on God. He waiting on you. You gotta give up. These are things you got to know. These are issues that are already fixed by the stuff that you already own on the inside of you. 
But to produce that, you gotta believe, have faith, and go forward with God's weapons of warfare, not your weapons, not, not you trying to call somebody and cuss them because you trying to get a charge back on your car that you wouldn't charge yourself, but you trying to convince these folks on the other end that you didn't make that person, you need that $122 back because hey, you got a bill with that and third. You, 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 you're not trusting God. You're trusting your own self. You're using your own weapons of warfare. No, no. You have to use God's weapons of warfare, which is, it says here at the very end, it tells you exactly what it is. Cut and play, which is the word of God. The word of God. That is the sword that you hold up. The word of God. So so, so everything that Satan tries to attack you with, you hold your sword up and you cut it with God's word, ladies and gentlemen. This this is as simple, but we complicated. And I'm, I'm beginning to see that so much more um just this teaching and just living um my own personal life and watching other people's lives is that we we want things so simple sometimes and when we get it simple you know what we do it ain't, it's not a black thing it's not a white thing it's not a mexican thing it's not an italian thing it's a people thing you know what we do when we get it simple we find a way to complicate it we get these things we buy these things in a box that come with simple instructions, and what do we do when we open the box? We toss the instructions, and we sit there and look at how to put it together. How crazy is that? We want things so simple, and when we get the simple, we complicate it. Well, this is pretty simple, ladies and gentlemen. A relationship equals the operation of principles. I'm going to show you how to apply the principles. And when things come up as you're operating in faith in these principles, well, he's giving you a way to combat every situation that comes up because he's already taking care of this stuff. But it's going to be you putting on the right mindset, which is his word. It's going to be you putting on the right mindset when these things happen and not to double back and say, uh, I don't know what God is doing right now. He's just... I don't know, he was blessing me at one point, it just seemed like he just quit blessing me all together. That's not the case. It's it's an us problem. It's not a him problem. He's he's ready and willing. We have to be just as ready as he is. We have to be, it has to be a want to, ladies and gentlemen. It has to be a want to. If I want something better, listen, I've been married and I and I got divorced, right? So so I have a desire to be married again. What do I have to do first, though? What is my first order of business? I have to get my mind correct. What do I mean by get my mind correct? I need to look in the mirror. I don't need to blame her and say she's this and she's that. And, that. you know, I was doing this and doing that and she No, I need to look in the mirror and say, where was I wrong at, God? Help me correct those areas in which I was wrong at. So, so going forward, when you present this next opportunity for me, to do this thing in which you would have me to do to secure this covenant. I won't make those mistakes. I can't be responsible for nobody else's mistakes. But what I can be is forgiven because that's what he's been to me. So so where somebody else's mistakes concerned, that's not my concern. My job is to be forgiven. So I have to first go to God and say, hey, look, um, I, I, I need help in these areas. And I have to trust him that he's helping me in those areas. I have to be able to identify 
when when he's trying to show me something in the natural that's going to help me be better in that area. I can't just take these things on upon myself because now I'm 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 not in my life anymore. I, I'm in Christ's life. I'm living in Christ. I'm living for Christ. I'm going to be an example. So so everything that I run into and I experience now is is a result of my Christ life as it should be in yours. Now <clears throat> Let's go here uh, to see here our good friend, our best friend, uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. And we're going to read this out of the NIV. Now, now, we're talking about using God's word as the sword. And he gave us everything that we need to be successful in the time of evil when the enemy comes up. And it says here, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. It, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into it said, so the Spirit led him into the wilderness. Well, I know a lot of people ask, why, 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 why the Spirit led him into the wilderness? I don't want no Holy Spirit. He's going to lead me in the wilderness. Well, he obviously had to go that way for a purpose. And if he had elected not to go that direction, guess what? We would be in a world of trouble right now, ladies and gentlemen. We probably wouldn't even be here at this point. So again, it says, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Now let's stop right here. To be tempted by the devil. It says to be tempted by the devil. Now, now let's look at this word tempted, which comes from the word temptation also, or, or tempt as the root word. And what is temptation? The desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. So, so Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be desired to do something, especially wrong or unwise. Now, you have to understand here that Jesus has no what to watch for. He has to be aware of what's going on because he has to know that he's being tempted. If he doesn't know that he's being tempted, then guess what he's going to do? Something wrong or unwise, correct? He was to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Of course he was. Now, now here's where temptation comes into play. Let's go on. Says the tempter, again, which is the devil, the, the enemy, Satan, whatever you want to call him, that, that's him, the tempter. That's the one tempting some of us right now. And if he hasn't tempted you yet, you may want to check out what's going on around you because you may be going in the same direction he's going. So, so he has no reason to tempt you because you've already been led astray. But we're going to try to today and reel you back in like that big bass. You understand what I'm saying? We're going to reel, reel, reel that big bass in for Jesus today now. The tempter came to him and said, so now he's speaking to him. Same way he speaks to us. He's, he's, he's trying to get inside your middle. Yep, he's just like God speaks. You're just going to have to decide whose voice you're going to listen to. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the son of God, tell these stuff to become bread. And I just said Jesus was hungry. So why on earth wouldn't you think that he, he would not want to make those stone bread? But look at, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. This is why he's the man. This is why they call him King Jesus. Jesus answered, it is written. We're not talking about the Nas album. 
We're talking about the word of God, just for y'all hip hop heads out there watching this broadcast. Not not Nas. We'll, we'll deal with Nas on the podcast something like that. We'll, Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. But what? Every word that comes from the mouth of God. So so Jesus is already ready to go. He was aware, he recognized what was going on, and he said, Oh, I, I see what we're doing. Okay, so let's go on. Let's see how Jesus handles the next, the next little challenge, the next little temptation. Okay, then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. He's trying to get him to see something. He says, if you are the son of God, if you are the son he's challenging his identity. He's challenging who you are. He's challenging who you are, ladies and gentlemen. Look at what it says. If you are, he's challenging your identity in Christ. This is the same way he challenges us. Well, well if God is who he says, if you are son of God, if you are daughter of God, why are you out there doing that? You can't listen. You, you got to look at how Jesus handled this. He said, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written. Now, this joker is quoting the word. Look, look at what's going on here now. Next. He's quoting the word. Now, you, you got to watch out for him because you got to remember at one point in time, Satan was in heaven. <laughs> it's his ways that got him where he's at right now. They got him in hell and doing the things he's doing on earth. Now, it says, it was written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Now, Satan is absolutely correct. He did not misinterpret anything. He didn't add anything to this. But look at what Jesus says here now. Jesus answered him. It is also written. But now he's got a word to trump his word. He said it is also written. Do not put the Lord God to the test. Why would you do something stupid? So, so somebody says, "Hey, jump! <laughs> Are you gonna jump? Because I'm telling you right now, that the law of gravity don't change for nobody. You see what I'm saying? So, so if you decide to jump, thinking I trust God, um, it was, it was. I think a lot of you have probably seen. If you haven't, go YouTube it. It's very interesting." Um, there's there's this church. I, I don't remember exactly where it's at, but it's it's a snake type of church. They have people come up, and if you get bit by the snake and you live, that's it. And then if you get bit by the snake and you die, there's some, something something weird going on there. But this is what he's saying: Don't put your Lord back to the test. What what this says in language terms is don't be stupid. You see what I'm saying? We're not just gonna go out here and do stupid stuff trying to prove something to somebody else. No, that's that's not what this is about. Let's go wrong. <clears throat> Again, fiery darts. It's gonna be rapid fire, it's gonna be random fire. This this is considered rapid fire because he's not quitting. Again. The devil took him to a very high mountain. He wants to keep, he keeps wanting him to see something. He keeps he keeps trying to implant a different vision than what God is showing him in his brain. Are you picking up what I'm dropping here today? He's 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 trying to implant a different vision into your mind other than what God is showing you. But but please, please follow Jesus. Please look at what he's got going on here. Because verse 8 says, again, the devil took him up to a very high mountain. 
and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. And verse 9 says, All this I will give you, he said. I can I can hear him saying that um, in my mind, that's how we said it. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. So now he just flat out says, Look. I can give you all this, all this, all this. All you got to do is say, I'm the man. I'm the man. Don't fall for the trick. It's a it's a gimmick. It's a sales pitch. Don't buy it. It's not going to be what it said it was on the, on the TV. It's not going to be what it said on Wish. Y'all know how Wish be on, on Facebook. Y'all see the algorithms when they come up. It's a, it's a Wish item, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't buy that. Look, next Jesus said to him, away from me, let resist the devil, and he will flee. How did Jesus resist the devil here? Every time the devil came or something, what did Jesus do? He didn't kick him with the broom and say, jump back. No, he opened his mouth and he spoke the word of God. And now he's just, he's just totally fed up with him. Away from me, Satan. For it is written, he keep putting that word down, man, like on flat tires. Look, look, look at him. For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. If it says, then the devil left him. <laughs> and, the, and what happened? The angels came and attended to him. So after fasting, you know, the angels came and Make sure he was straight. Make sure he had his strength back. This is this is what God is going to do for you when you run into those troubles. He's, he's already got it mapped out, but you got to be willing to fight. You got to be willing to pull that word out at all times. You don't have to know the whole Bible. I'm not telling you it's not a good idea to read all 66 books, but I'm telling you well, you need to know something for right then. So if you got to keep something in your back pocket, you got to put a note in Inside your front pocket or whatever, on your mirror in the bathroom or in your car somewhere. Look, you need to make sure that you got it handy because when he starts shooting those fire and dark, you need to hold up that shield of faith and, hey, let that word flow with that sword. You understand what I'm saying? Now, <clears throat> we're going to close here in Colossians 3 and 2. And we're going to read this out of the Amplified Version. Because uh, what, what this is now is, is explaining to you how to fix your mind, what to fix your mind on. And, it, and it's also going to lead us into our uh, next series, which is titled Walking in Power. So, so if you know, again, um, if you haven't seen everything here and you're interested in what's going on today, um, I encourage you again to go to the Empowering Your Faith channel on YouTube and just kind of catch up and see what's going on. So here, verse 2 of Colossians says, set your mind and keep focus habitually. Habitually means you you repeat it on that thing. You are a repeat offender. You are always there. Always. Have you ever heard of a habitual liar? That means that's all they do. <laughs> That means that all they do. So now you have to set your mind to keep focus habitually. That got to be all you do. On what? The things above, the heavenly things, and not on the things that are on the earth, which have 
temporal value, temporal, temporary. So, the things from heaven that we are supposed to focus on are those heavenly things that he wants us to set our minds on and focus on habitually. They only come from one place, ladies and gentlemen. They come from the Word of God. It comes from being fed the Word of God, studying the Word of God, making it your business, making it your priority to, to spend time in His Word and find out what He has to say about the situation in your life. Don't, don't just get the vision and run, and then when you run into something, you don't know what to do because you left what gave you the vision. You left the source of the vision. Oh, let's slow down a little bit and be aware of what's going on around us. So, so when these things come up, we have all that we need to war against any plot that Satan has. And just like we saw Jesus do, we can cause him to flee. And God's angels will come and tend to us just like they did to Jesus. Now, Father, we just thank you for giving us your word to fight against any negative circumstance or situation that might come up. We just thank you for allowing us the opportunity to live these great and successful lives that we get to be examples uh, of Christ on your behalf, that we can show people the kingdom here on earth. We don't have to wait to get to heaven to enjoy heaven, Father God. You promised us heaven here, Father God. So allow us to unlock every secret, every secret that is buried within us, Father God, and this newness of spirit that we're in, Father God, that we can release these things in a mighty way in this earth, that we can bless others, Father God, as you have blessed us. We thank you for the day that you have so wonderfully made and given us, Father God. And we love you in every way of the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, um, it's time for our giving portion. Um, you heard anything that moved you to want to give today? Um, there, there are several ways that you can do that. Um, if you just want to simply support the ministry, we we appreciate you gladly, and we want to say thank you to everybody who's been giving to help us to keep moving forward in God's vision for this ministry. You guys are all a true blessing, and we appreciate you guys in every way. So we thank you so much for your gifts. They they do not go unnoticed, and again, they are greatly appreciated here at Rising Hope Ministries. Um, again, there is a PayPal QR code, which you just scan and go, and the information pops right up. Uh, we're on the Givenify app, um, look for the RHM logo, Rising Hope Ministries. And then also, of course, text to give, my favorite way. Um, the first time you do it is fairly uh, short, but it gets even shorter after the first time because you don't have to put all the information in. You just text give and then the amount, and then boom, you're on your way off to the races. Now, um, Anybody who's heard anything and they, they were not a believer or you were a little bit skeptical, you didn't really know about God, you didn't really know about uh, your, uh, salvation, you didn't know about these things that could possibly be on the side, the inside of you. Um, if you heard something today that, that blessed you and God says, hey, come with me, um, I'm going to have Minister JC to come. Um, on and lead you in the prayer of salvation. Um, it is very important that that is your first step. 
and receiving Jesus Christ so you can begin to access the things of the kingdom and you can begin to operate in your mission and vision that God has already placed in your life. Just because you're not saved doesn't mean that you don't, that God doesn't have a plan for you, but you have to accept his way. You have to want that way and you have to want to see his goodness for your life. So again, you can be that example to those others and we're here to help. As you see um, on the screen, there is the email. Uh, um, once you say the prayer, if you have any questions, please email us at www.risinghopemusicministries.com. Any questions you have, we will gladly answer. Um, again, this is an opportunity for you to live a new life. It's an opportunity for you to live a better life. I'm not saying it's going to be a perfect life. I'm not saying everything is going to be easy. But as you saw here today, in this teaching, God already has a plan put together to help you walk off those things of the enemy. But it's going to take you making the decision to first receive Jesus Christ in your life. Minister J.C., will you please, sir? Yes, sir. Good word. <clears throat> if you heard something today, if if, if something ca caught your attention, and maybe you're maybe you still have some questions, maybe you're not really sure, like. It's mind-boggling to you why the 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 devil or the tempter would offer Jesus something that he already owns, or maybe it's something that you're just not quite grasping, or or, or anything like that. We still offer you to, a chance to reach out to us, email us at ministers at Rising Hope Ministries, that we may answer your questions. It's imperative that you get this. It's imperative that you understand that you have a chance to have a relationship with a living God. We want you to have that relationship. It's important. You want to be saved. You want to uh, 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 get all that God has for you. It starts with you having a working relationship with a living God. Now, for those of you who I'm ready, I'm ready to take that step. I'm ready to take that jump. Um, what do I need to do next? Pray this prayer of salvation with me. And after we pray this prayer of salvation, please, please, please email me because we want to hear from you. And we want to help you establish that working relationship with the living God. Pray with me now, please. Heavenly Father, we come. I come before your throne of grace. Today, I confess all my sins. The ones that I know about and the ones that I have forgotten. Please forgive me of these, my many sins. Have mercy upon me, most merciful Father. Today, Lord, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That he died on the cross for my sins. And after three days, God the Father raised him from the dead. And today, Jesus is alive and well and sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for paying a price that I could not pay on my own. Please be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, if that's the first time you've ever said that prayer, please email us. We want to hear from you. 
it's imperative. We want you, we want to help you establish a working relationship with a living God. Well, Minister Tony, you did it again. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Um, it was it was definitely a good word. It did some did something on the inside of me. I hope it did something on the inside of at least one person. <laughs> so, hey, look, it's a double man. Look, you, you guys own everything that you're after. You just gotta access it, man. So it can be birthed out of you, man. Stop walking around here pregnant, you know, and, and start having some babies out here. You know what I mean? Not, now some of y'all are gonna take that the wrong way. Because uh, I know a few people who, who got five, six, seven, eight, nine, like real babies in life, JC, and that's just too many. Like, <laughs> like, I think I hit my limit at three and I was done. You know what I mean? I think it's time now to, you know, uh, never mind, not to go too deep into that. But <laughs> like, yeah, just start. You know, allow God to make stuff happen in your life and stop trying to make stuff happen on your own. Man. You know how hard it is to make stuff happen on your own? Trust me, I do. <laughs> and if you've been living long enough, you do too. So, you know, it's time to take some of that pressure off yourself and cast your care on him and allow, allow him to show you how to move and how to operate and be successful in this world. Yeah, I mean, success is definitely <laughs> yours. Um, I don't know of, and, and, and I'm not being, this is not hyperbole right now. I really don't know of somebody who's given their life to Christ who is not achieving everything that God would have them to achieve. Now, that's not to say that they're not going through their trials and their tribulations, they're not having their ups and downs, but at the end of the day, when the dust is settled, they, 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 they're they happy of where they are in this life. They're happier than what they had in their previous life. Um, I can attest to that myself. I'm happy where I am right now. I don't have everything that um, I don't have everything that I want at this very moment in time, but I have everything that I need. I'm satisfied. I, I love getting up in the morning and looking forward to the day ahead. That excitement that you guys see me have for those who come on the uh, morning prayer, that is a genuine excitement um, uh, to be in service to God's people, uh, to help, to give a helping word, to give motivation, encouragement. That's something. And and what I have before, now I'll tell you this before, Tony, you already know this. I had way more money before than I do now. But I was way more miserable in that old life of mine. And those struggles and and, and that headache and I, that, that 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 was a price too high to pay. It ultimately it cost me my freedom for two and a half years. Way too high, yeah. way too high of a price to pay, chasing after that dollar bill. That's true. That's the exact opposite of me. I got way more money now than I did. Then. <laughs> you know, it's really about you know, like, like little things like that. It wasn't that I didn't have money before, but I had no financial acumen, if you will. You know what I mean? And. Through my experience with him, my time with him, he showed me how to budget. He showed me how to do this and do that. And the third, am I, am I, am I always up, 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 up? No, no. But, but everything is paid. I'm looking at everything paid. I'm not worried about nothing. Else. As long as it's paid, I don't care. You know what I mean? Everybody else can figure itself out. But you know, there, there, there's things like that that he'll bring to your life that 
you just can't do it on your own. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're right about that. It does make uh, a difference, brothers and sisters. If you heard something tonight, and like Minister Tony said, if if, if maybe you came in at the last half of it, maybe you came in um, and, and and only heard the first part of it. And, you, and you're just now logging back in and you see that we're getting off. You know, you can always go to uh, Empowering Your Faith on YouTube and catch this or catch it here on um, on Facebook. Or you can go to risinghopeministries.org and catch it there. Uh, brothers and sisters, we appreciate your time. We thank God for you. As usual, it is Thursday night, and because of the wonderful job that Minister Tony has done, there will not be an evening prayer. So, uh, we hope to see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. for um, Bishop Byron Curry's morning meditation. Tomorrow's Blazing Friday. Him Blazing Friday. Blazing Friday. Put the fire emojis up. <laughs> <laughs> Come and join us for that right after uh, Bishop and um, Pastor uh, uh, Morton get on there. Uh, is it is Pastor Paul? Yeah. 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 I just want to make sure. I'm thinking of the, uh, the, the singer. I'm like, wait. After Bishop and, past, uh, and Pastor uh, get ready with their amazing talk, we come in and we set your day right with um, um, with a short prayer. Come and be a part of that. That's at 8.15. Come and be a part of that. We welcome you. We thank God for you. You guys have a blessed and wonderful night. As I always close out, you know that I love you. You know that Minister Tony loves you. But you have to know that you know that you know that God loves you even more. You guys have a blessed night tonight. We love you guys. Enjoy your evening.